Today on the news and why it matters, President Trump setting records all over the place, but they're good. So you're not going to hear about them except here from us. Also, Elizabeth Warren unveils how much her Medicare for all plan is going to cost. Don't worry about it, though. It's, it's all fine. Got a lot to talk about. It starts right now. Friday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Mr. Pat Gray of Pat Gray Unleashed, who Hello. is, as always, very excited to be yes. here. <laughs> uh, Chief Researcher Sorry. of the Glenn Beck Program, Jason Buttrell. Thanks for being here. And Rob Eno, Blaze Media Critic. So, We've got a lot to get into, but before we do that, we want to thank our sponsor, Genesis 950. Um, so I know, Pat, it's always fun when you're on the show and we get to talk about Genesis 950 because mm -hmm. you and I have actually used the product. Yeah. You used it and yep. ended up not having to get new carpet. Right. Um, it, well, yes. Upstairs, we didn't have to do that, but in our main living space, like our family room, mm -hmm. Uh, it had been absolutely decimated by our by our grandkids and our and our dog, and so my wife just bought a new carpeting. It's kind of white, mm -hmm. and everything shows. And uh, one of my grandkids for Halloween last night uh, drove us a licked up sucker into it. Oh, good! Really nicely. Good. I mean, good. so she got out the Genesis nine fifty concept, and she it came right up, and it looks as good as new. Yeah. It's it's awesome, and my wife really loves it. It really is amazing, and they say, you know, if you've got pets, pet odors, pet stains, whatever the case may be, but as Pat said, also for grandkids. Yes, but it does clean up our dog's pee really well. Yeah. And I, that's hard, because that's that's worse than the other kind. It really is. So it, um, it breaks down the bonds of the stains. So if you are looking at getting new carpeting, whatever uh, the case may be, before you make that huge investment, try Genesis 950. It's worked like a charm for us. It can work for you. And as a bonus, it also helps with, like, uh, oil, grease stains. You can clean your tires. You can clean your engines. You can clean basically everything in the entire world with this concentrate. You can get it on Amazon, but uh, we'd like for you to give us the credit here at uh, Blaze Media for taking you there. So uh, you can go to also Genesis950.com, use promo code Blaze, and you will get a discount and also a free spray bottle. You want that spray bottle because you got to mix the concentrate uh, and you can mix it and then use that spray bottle. Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze, or if you're still really lazy, you can get it on Amazon as well. So... Uh, there is a record number of Americans employed in October. It is the 23rd record for Trump. So it's 158,510 158,510,000 Americans are now working. Uh, and the economy added 128,000 jobs in October. This was higher than they expected. This was higher than uh, the experts expected, Almost especially twice. given yeah. yeah, especially given the General Motors strike that began on September fifteenth. Notable job gains occurred in food services and drinking places. Yeah, <laughs> happy Friday. <laughs> and social assistance and financial activities, said the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, Pat, I have a feeling that this will not be talked about on CNN or MSNBC. That's a pretty good feeling because you know there's no way they're going to talk about this. And they haven't talked about, uh, during Trump's entire presidency, the record low numbers for minorities either. Mm -hmm. You know, supposedly he and that hit another that hit another record low. For Hispanics, I think, and blacks, mm -hmm. right? Um, and because of that, they just don't mention it. Because he's such a racist. <laughs> he's apparently done 
a really good job keeping him working. I, he must not want to must not want to see him have any spare time. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, but the the employment number you just can't argue with it. Mm-hmm. So they just don't talk about it. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 two at the top were the what was it the leisure and what, what was the other food one? services, drinking food places, service. social assistance. Which is even surprising to me right now because minimum wage co- uh, prices are so high. Mm-hmm. You're already seeing them go like. When's the last time you actually ordered face to face in a McDonald's? Like we don't even do it anymore because they have like those four kiosks. Right. right. Sometimes yeah, they only sense. have like one person back there, and yeah. the rest are cooks and stuff. Um, so that's kind of surprising to me. Can we talk about this for a second, though? You just brought up a trigger of mine, and I'd like to just just for a second. Self checkouts, love them or hate them? Oh, I love, love them. them. Really? I love Used them. to. I don't. Used to. I want someone. I'm like, I come bring my stuff up. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you want you want to be served, and you want to have. Yeah, I, I used I to be like all about. I used to be all about the self checkouts, and I made a decision that that I just don't use them anymore. I just I like to. I'll even wait in line. So I, yeah, I, I, I hated them before because people are generally morons. Yeah. And you would have a line that wrapped around the store 12 times. But they're used waiting. to it now. They're used to yeah. it now. Yeah. And they make it so easy. Like at Walmart, mm. they, you just have like that app. Do you use that? Anybody use I've that I've not app? used it. I mean, we don't need to spend the whole program on self-checkout lines. I just, it's I so, just curious. No, but it's so dope because you just put like, you scanned your phone and then it's, you don't even have cool. to pull out your wallet. Yeah. Doesn't Amazon have that one, like the, the convenience store where you go and grab stuff off the counter and like you don't even have to do anything. It just like takes Sam's. a picture of you doing it. Sam. All right. Like, ba- all right. Back, back, to, back to the economy. I just was I should have known better than to start you guys down this road but i just you're talking about automation and i'm like yes i'm in favor of it except at checkout lines right. anyway but, but it's, it's amazing what tax cuts will do in deregulation right and that's yeah. another thing that they don't mm-hmm. want to talk about i mean we did a, a lot of stuff on this network right at, i mean it was weeks after the tax cuts and you were seeing these like record you know companies on their own were raising the salaries mm-hmm. they didn't need a federal regulation to help mandating that they raise their salaries to 15 dollars a month they were doing it on their own mm-hmm. because now they had more money and more cash to allocate oh, it's to amazing it's called um we Hmm. Free market? Free market. Oh. Who would have known? And, and, we're, and we're still told by people like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that free market capitalism doesn't, doesn't work. work. Doesn't work. Failed. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the part that the whole jo- the whole increase in wages is the thing that gets me the most because we're creating jobs, but we're also creating better jobs. Mm-hmm. And the left has always been, well, wages have been stagnant since 1978, and they really haven't gone up if you adjust them for inflation. That's not the case anymore. People are getting annual raises. Things are going up because the the job market is so saturated. I mean, I bet the the economy could have added 90,000 more jobs if there were people to take them. Mm. That that's the other thing is, you know, the past few months where the jobs have been somewhat low and it hasn't met expectations and you talk about that, it's because we're almost near full employment. Right. The the labor force participation rate, which is what we always went at during the Obama administration, where where you know people in their fifties and sixties would go on, would go on disability because they couldn't find jobs, and that was bringing the labor force participation. The labor force participation rate is also going up mm-hmm. during this time. So people that haven't looked for jobs in a long time are encouraged and are looking for them. Well, uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez would tell you that all of these numbers are skewed because of their, it's people who have like three jobs. Oh, I have three jobs then. Oh, there, there are, everybody's a Jamaican, which is not how it's Doesn't counted. That right, yeah. that's not how it's counted, but that's her excuse for it. Um, Pat, you know, you brought up the uh, unemployment numbers for minorities, and do you think that? That is the driving force between movements like Blexit and Free Thinkers Only and these, you know, minority groups who are really 
finally waking up and saying, okay, Democrats have been the ones who are holding us back this entire time and keeping us from being, you know, in, in charge of our own destiny. Um, do you think that it's, that it's this right here that's really driving that home to them? I think that's part of it. I, I think there's also been uh, a nice little trend with um, some uh, high-profile blacks mm-hmm. who have been speaking about it, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Kanye West, yeah. who I never thought I would be able to agree with Kanye West on anything, but he's been making a lot of sense, and he's been really brave lately about talking about the the black experience with Democrats and how awful it's been and how they make these promises and keep them on the plantation and do all these things that have, uh, you know, limited fathers in the home in black families and driven down their wages and all of these things. And so I think when they see people that they respect and admire like that, to speaking out about it, maybe that makes a difference. I, I think we're at a really interesting time now because it's been how many decades since uh, the Great Society, uh, since LBJ, which was mm-hmm. absolute tragedy uh, to this country. But I think that we're at this point in time now where they've got enough of enough evidence to take a look at what they've been given from that yeah. and think, oh, well, we've been given nothing from this. Like our life is, is worse. There's no incentive for us to get better. There's no opportunity. And it's an incredibly invasive uh, procedure. Like the welfare procedure is absolutely insane. There was just a case, I think a couple of weeks ago, where the, uh, the, that the, uh, per, that there, was go- there was going to be one of those check- those welfare checks to make mm-hmm. sure they were in compliance. They came into their home, but something happened, and the person that to, that was getting checked ended up getting shot because of the because of everything that went down. But those mm-hmm. types of things happen all the time. I mean, th- this is not for their benefit. This is not for their welfare. And now they actually have some evidence to say, yeah, this 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 sucks. We need something else. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to Elizabeth Warren, she has released her Medicare for All funding plan. It's just that it's going to cost $52 trillion, Pat. We can't afford not to, though. It's, we, we, that's we a great point. We can't afford that's not a great, to. That's a great point. Um, so just, just really quickly, so she says, total cost of $52 trillion over 10 years, which obviously this can be covered uh, by not taxing the middle class. <laughs> or just, it's just going to be the wealthy. Those numbers add up, right? Sure. Right? Yes. The current healthcare systems, it's going to cost $52 trillion over 10 years anyway. Yeah. So we're just reallocating that money. At least Bernie is being honest. Right. A little bit honest about, I don't think he's being honest about just how much your taxes will go up, but he's telling people, yeah, your taxes are going to go up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, if Elizabeth Warren really admitted the truth, it's that every single taxpayer in America is going to have a huge increase in their tax burden. Uh, you can't have a $5.2 trillion a year program and not have everybody's taxes go up because there just aren't enough wealthy making enough money that they can pay for it by themselves. It, it just, it's impossible. And there certainly wouldn't be enough wealthy if this actually was enacted That's and people sure. actually had to pay these taxes. And I don't, and I, yeah, I was looking through it, and there's, even the numbers don't even add up. There's going to have to be middle-class tax increases. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I think she's, I can't remember how many trillions. The trillion she was throwing around that she was just going to plow the hat was so insane. But the, uh, we- the wealth tax is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, what does she think that like all of these people like Jeff Bezos have just billions and billions of dollars in cash on hand right. that you can just take? No, it's, it's an it assets. Yeah. It's like, so I don't know how they're going to do that. And then the, uh, the payroll taxes on, on, uh, for employers. What do you think that is? That's a tax on middle class workers. Mm-hmm. No matter what class they are, when the, when the employer has to, like, uh, has to pay uh, for that uh, you know, out of their company, yeah. it's going to go from the paychecks. Yes. So that's a direct, you're going to either be 
be getting paid less or you're going to outright lose your job. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, it's the exact same thing that they did in Massachusetts with the payroll taxes to, to do Medicare expansion. They just... Charlie Baker, the Republican governor, signed it into law that you would just put the payroll tax on. And for family medical leave, he put the same type of thing on. You have to pay for these things somehow. And I don't even know what the, I, I, I should have looked up before we came on, what the size of the U.S. economy is. Is it even $5.2 trillion a year? It probably is, right? But the, the budget's, what, $2 trillion, maybe $2.5 yeah. So you're like... I think it's around three years. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so you're like, yeah, so you're like doubling, doubling the size the of... Entire... Well, yeah, tripling. It'll be three times larger Just than it is now. Just with the one program. Right. Just with that one program. <laughs> and, and wait till you start talking about free college yep. for everybody. Right. Yeah. And of course, you're, you're going to be able, Pat... To, to get all of the health care you want oh, when absolutely. you want it, just like yeah. my family in Canada can. <laughs> um, you know, our, our Stephen Crowder, who, do, you know, one of our hosts here at Blaze TV, is Canadian. He's half Canadian, half American. He did a thing on how great the Canadian health care system is a few years back where he like went to Ontario and tried to get a blood test mm-hmm. and the blood test took him like three weeks to get mm-hmm. like you can't like just go Jeez. that day like when you're at your doctor and your doctor says I need you to get a blood test for the diabetes you can't like just go downstairs and have them do it you got to go to a clinic yeah. and wait like weeks to get the blood test well weeks if you're lucky there yeah. are some specialists who are literally have years with right. long waiting lists uh, over in Canada so Elizabeth Warren, with this plan, she was being interviewed. She also said she finally admitted that at least when it comes to the healthcare industry, there would be a loss of, you know, just two million jobs. A couple. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a big deal. We're, we're over here talking about employment numbers. Eh, what's and that, not two million off, just off the bat. It's just that's the cost of the cost of it. We'll have to factor that into the right. cost equation. That's just, just the healthcare jobs. Mm-hmm. Like literally, that's mm-hmm. just them. Like how many businesses that can't afford these payroll taxes now that are going to start laying people off because they can't afford to pay them? So I mean, I, we haven't even begun to fathom what those numbers are going to be. It's going to be far more than two million jobs. Yeah, um, you know what I'm in favor of with when it comes to these payroll taxes. Don't you think Americans would wake up to how much we're actually paying in taxes if we just got rid of that and everyone paid quarterly taxes? Yeah, so absolutely. Everyone, yes, a everyone just would be one great. time would be huge. When you actually see it come out of uh, yeah. your your check all at once, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to realize how much they take out because we just see it gradually over the course of the year. And then don't think much about it at the end of the year. Yeah, because as a small business owner, I've got to write the quarterly tax payments. And every time I do, I'm like, say things that I can't say here because they would have to be bleeped. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm paying so much to the government. Mm -hmm. And nobody realizes that because it just comes out of their check and they just get the end result. They don't see it. That's the first thing I would do as president. Absolutely. I would give an option of you'd either pay it at the end of the year or you could pay it uh, every every single month. But imagine, and and I'd also mandate, it couldn't be automated. You'd have to pull out an old-fashioned check and write the dang thing yourself. Mm -hmm. Imagine how many things we wouldn't. There'd be a tax revolt. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We'd have a revolution. But guys. This is so stupid. Like, you think about in like, uh, you know, like school board, like when you're like, they're saying you're, we're going to add this bond or mm-hmm. whatever. How many, like, it'd be the same for that. You couldn't just say, oh yeah, whatever, we want, we want the new mm-hmm. gymnasium. No, no, no. Every single yeah. month, you're going to have to write a check for that gymnasium. Yeah. Nobody would vote for it. Yeah, yeah no, it's absolutely right. right. It's, you know, because of course people think that they don't pay taxes because they get something back every year. Right, that's true. It's <laughs> yeah. a gift. Oh, they get a my gift God. from the government. Right, and then if Free you don't money. pay them yeah. enough and you just want to pay them to make up, they get all mad at you. They get a penalty. nasty letters. Mm-hmm. You get a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, uh, I think the point here is that uh, if you like your jobs, don't elect Elizabeth Warren, please. Back in a minute. 
or any other dumb yeah, yeah. for that matter. <laughs> if you like the job, you can do the into it, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So if you are one of many Americans, I know there's millions and millions of Americans, Rob's one of them, he's raising his hand, that you just live in pain and you're like, well, this is life and it sucks and I'm always grumpy all the time and I'm yelling at my wife or I'm yelling at my husband because I just hurt. You have to try Relief Factor, please. It has changed so many viewers and listeners' lives. It can change yours. It's 100% drug-free, and it targets the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes that's the root cause of your pain. You don't need to mask your pain with prescription drugs, anything like that. Try Relief Factor. It is truly life-changing. You can get their three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95, and the majority of people who buy that go on to keep ordering more because it's working for them. I would say the odds are in your favor. It's going to work for you, and it's only 20 bucks to try it. You've got relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start pack. It is relieffactor.com, or you can call 800-500-8384 if you still use those cell phones for its original purpose. Um, so CNN's Chris Cuomo was uh, pressing Adam Schiff, our good friend Adam Schiff, uh, about the lack of impeachment inquiry witnesses who actually witnessed an impeachable crime. Shocking, coming from Qu Chris Cuomo. I cannot say his name today. Here's what he had to say. So in making the case, again, you've been in the room. We haven't. Um, we've just seen prepared testimony as it's come out in the reporting, as it's come out about what happened in the room. Um, but other than, I guess, Vinman, who said that he was troubled enough by what he understood to be going on, the call and otherwise to go to NSC counsel, people say, yep, it was holding up the aid to uh, get these investigations. And we thought that was weird and stay away from Giuliani. And this is really odd uh, and maybe dangerous for policy. None, to my knowledge so far, has said, and I didn't like it because I knew it was illegal or I knew it was an abuse of his power. Do you think that hurts you? Because it certainly bolsters the courage of Republicans to say even Mr. Morrison today. Yeah, they all saw it for what it was, but they didn't think it was a crime. You know, Chris, I can't go into the substance of the testimony. Mm. I, I wouldn't agree with the general characterization you've made of it. I bet you wouldn't. But you'll have the opportunity to read the transcripts uh, very soon for yourself and decide what does the evidence show. I think what you'll find is, you know, while there are differences between the witnesses and their opinions, uh, sometimes uh, differences in their recollections, there's a pretty consistent narrative here about what took place. Uh, and, you know, and, and frankly, I think the American people ought to hear from these witnesses directly, and they will. Uh, and I invite them to make their own judgment, even as we in Congress have to make our judgment. I swear Adam Schiff <laughs> is going to give me an aneurysm one of these days. Why do we need all of these narratives and testimony when we have a freaking transcript? Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, seriously, honestly. Because, Someone explain to because, me. Because, because, All we're getting is people's opinions about whether or not they thought President Trump had the intentions of doing X, Y, Z. Because on day one of the Donald Trump presidency, Adam Schiff and the Democrats said, we are going to impeach him. People that work for the government said, we're going to impeach him because we're upset that Donald Trump that wants to kill the administrative state, mm -hmm. that wants to take away regulations, that wants to take away everything that we stand for, got elected president. So they knew that on day one, they needed to find it. Mark Levin on his radio show and on his Levin TV show here on Blaze TV has been saying this is a 
this is a a, a, a investigation in search of a crime. Mm-hmm. They have an end game. Mm-hmm. They want to impeach Donald Trump. It's the same thing that they do to people like Lori Laughlin and other people. They keep upping charges. They keep doing things. They keep trying to find something out so that you'll plea or you'll leave. He knows that the Senate is never going to vote to convict Donald Trump Mm -hmm. because he knows that this is all trumped up. This is them trying to do something in in secret. The the resolution yesterday actually made it harder for people to have committees that could have done things in the open Mm -hmm. can now no longer do things in the open unless they're the Judiciary Committee or the Intelligence Committee. Pat, what are what's your your take on Chris Cuomo actually asking like doing journalism? Every like six months or so, Chris Cuomo will do something fairly decent, <laughs> and I think so. This was his quota quota for the there last six months. Uh, but Adam Schiff has proven himself to be a lying sack, and we all know that. <laughs> and so. Uh, the narrative he keeps talking about is his own. Mm-hmm. He's the one making the narrative. He's the one. He's the one deciding who will be a witness and who won't be a witness. And and they'll always tell you, well, the Republicans can bring witnesses, right? If you agree to them, exactly. Mm-hmm. He can he, he can stop them from being witnesses. He can stop them from testifying to certain things he doesn't want them to testify to. And this whole thing about yesterday's vote being about fairness and transparency, it's quite the opposite. Mm. So the crime, their narrative Mm. of the crime, never actually occurred. It never happened. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if these were the intentions, and I've gone on record before and said Mm. I think that it was improper for the president to pursue this at the time. I don't think it's a crime. I thought it was improper. But um, even so... The uh, the Ukrainian president never actually did what the president asked him before the quid, and he never got and he ended up releasing the granting the meeting, which was one of them, and giving them the aid. Mm -hmm. So literally nothing happened. Now the problem is you have a bunch of career diplomats, and the Ukraine president says Zelensky says nothing happened. Right? Yeah. You have a bunch of career diplomats, people in the State Department and such, that they have a foreign policy that works for them, makes sense for them, and they want to go it this way. Problem is, Americans gave a, uh, a contract to the President of the United States to break that mold, to go in that direction. Now, they don't like that. I'm not even sure if I like that, because I kind of lear- learned under that same you know, style. Um, but the problem is that it's not their their job to do the things that their way mm-hmm. or how they believe it should be done. Their job is to, to perform the foreign policy that the president of the United States tells them to perform. That's why they're pissed off. And every single witness that has been called so far has testified to the same thing. We wanted it done this way. He was doing it this way. Well, tough, because that's the way you're supposed to do what he says, mm-hmm. not what you want to do. Yeah. Um, Pat, how do you think the Senate handles this? Does this just do they even take it up? Uh, well, they'll have to if if uh, he's impeached by the House. They'll they'll have to hold a trial. They can choose not to. Yeah, actually, they don't even have to. It's that would look really bad, though. That would look very very would, politically. Yeah. It would be awful. That's what I mean. It's, I honestly they have to for. I want them to. Yeah, at I this want point, to I'm like, well. great, because that's when we actually get a fair yeah. trial. He actually gets to be heard. We get to hear all of the facts of the case and not just listening to testimony from people whose opinion is that Donald Trump is mean. And oh. if they ignored it, if they decided not to take it up, that would look really bad. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And that would be used against, you know, he'd be an illegitimate president from that time on. I mean, he's going to be anyway, I but know. I agree. All right, back in a minute. No matter what. Yeah. Ugh. I, I want to see you.
Hey, those of you who are subscribers to Blaze TV, if you have not yet checked out Pat Gray Unleashed, you're missing out on a lot, including mm. more on trivia, mm. which just took place today. Yeah, a uh, big win for the Houston Texans, we're predicting, over Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, that's a really early game. Yeah. It's at, uh, I think, 8.30 our time. In London? Oh, UK. Oh, yeah. God, those are brutal. Yeah. Those are really brutal. Yeah, so if I were, you know, one of the coaches of these teams, I'd be fighting hard not to do the travel to London thing. Oh, yeah. no kidding. It can't be good for the players. Do they yeah. think that American football's going to catch on? <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, I saw something. It actually, I saw something. It actually has. Like, there's really? a reason they do it in the UK and they don't do it in Germany. They don't do it in France. They, they, do they, like they actually have London? talk shows on, they have talk, local talk shows on oh, American football. Lot. They've got high school. All right, we've got more to come team. in overtime. Wow. Make sure you tune in, blazetv.com. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. As we discussed yesterday on the show, Representative Katie Hill, maybe it was the day before that, Katie Hill has officially resigned from Congress. We lost her. We did. We, we did. She was such a victim in so all that. Sad. Oh, oh right. Good well, she was. Yes. That's what she said in her speech, in her mm-hmm. resignation. Use of husband. Resignation speech that mm-hmm. she really is the victim here of, you know, right-wing media and uh, this misogynistic society that is has a double standard. Thank it's a you. double standard that she has to leave office because she broke the rules of Congress <laughs> or something like that. If it was a man sitting oh naked, brushing the hair of another man, his aide, uh, and the aide was also naked or whatever went on there, uh, <laughs> you know the man would still be in office. Nobody would oh, care yeah. about that. That'd oh, be perfectly yeah. fine. Oh, totally. If that was Ted Cruz brushing his aide's hair oh, yeah. naked. He's like, he's like, yeah, like 18, <laughs> <it's> 18 <laughs> 20. Shut up, President. <laughs> no. You're welcome. How dare you? <laughs> You're welcome. Did the Inquirer agree with you? Well, I mean, how about Al Franken? <laughs> He was accused of not even right. not even, even that of doing the no. fake Hong Kong. Right. right. <laughs> he didn't even do that and he had to resign. So I'm so having ridiculous. difficulty finding the double standard well, here. Th- th- that's it seems to be this is the standard applied equally to her. She just doesn't like it. Well, they're trying to make they're trying to make believe that that's not why she's stepping down. They're trying to say that the reason she's stepping down is because of the I don't know, because some nudes of her got leaked online or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, she's she's not saying I had three ways with my subordinate interns. Right. That's what they're not saying. Right. right. So it's, they're trying to make it be into something that's it's really not. Which I love that because if they wanted to preach this, you know, empowered feminist message, then that would require her to stay in office, right? And say, yes. screw you guys. I don't care that you, you publish these to try to force me out. I'm not going to do it because I'm standing strong for the cause that I believe in. Now, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I, I have to go. I have to go now because of these photos. So she has some, I should say, very not surprising allies, uh, the squad. The squad has rallied behind representative, uh, former representative Katie Hill. <laughs> Ilan Omar tweeted out some pictures of the, you know, there's three of them, four of them, 
best of luck on your new journey, Katie. We got you. To all the women and girls out there, do not be deterred from pursuing your dreams. We must and will create a society where you cannot be defamed, smeared, and kept from your career aspirations because of smear campaigns. Are they what? naked brushing Fight the each power. other's hair? <laughs> They're not in those pictures. Can I, can no, okay. I can I ask a question? Oh, man. D- isn't... Ilan Omar getting a divorce because she herself yep. is having an affair with the coworker. Yes. Yep. Which is absolutely hilarious yes. in that picture. No wonder you're standing up for her right. because you've done pretty much similarly the same thing. Yeah. Well. Oh. So we we will don't be deterred from pursuing your dreams if your dreams are to screw around and do a bunch of freaky stuff with your staffers. <laughs> you go, girl. Everyone's got to have dreams. And she's taking advantage. She's taking advantage of a girl. Yes. A subordinate we're supp- girl. We're supposed to believe that that is the worst of the worst, right? I mean, this the whole Me Too movement tells us that you're basically a rapist if you are in a position of power. Right. And you have a relationship with a subordinate or someone younger than you. She was just in a monogamous relationship with her husband and her staffer. It was a couple. It was a triogamous. Is that triogamous? Is that a biogamous? I have no idea what you would say. There was the. There was that New York. I remember when all this Me Too stuff was going down. There was a New York Times uh, columnist, and I don't remember his name. He's he's well known, but he got caught up in this. And his thing, the, the the way they were going after him and trying to get him fired, was because. Staffers that also worked in the New York Times, not directly under him, but because he was so popular and you know and well known, I guess he said that their their argument was is that they felt pressured into possibly saying yes when he made advances to them. The advances were literally he was at a bar, he saw them, and was like, "Hey, baby, you want to uh, maybe go get something to eat afterwards?" <gasps> oh my gosh! So he asked somebody out, got denied, and then literally they said the, the report said then he just left. He never pressured them again. So literally every single man's night out. Anywhere in the world. I don't. Un- I don't understand how how single men can date these days. I, I don't know how you do it. I'm glad I don't have to mess with that. That's what, I mean, you just I don't. can imagine. Yeah. You sit at home. I, I mean, <laughs> I can imagine like you how romantic it would be if you picked a girl up and you were like, "All right, before we get onto this date, I need you to sign this contract." It's yeah. basically, you know, saying I am not liable for, you <laughs> yeah. know, you're consenting to me taking you out. Maybe I want to hold your hand. You need to consent to that as well. I need it on paper because I don't know what you're going to say later on. I mean, it, it's got to be the most awkward, tense thing to date someone in 2019. I was a, there's it's start that's actually starting I'm glad it's starting to hit pop culture I think yeah. I was just watching a, a Netflix show and uh, you were just now you're supposed just, to be working just like shh bosses in here so I can say <laughs> that stuff um, but the they were, a, a t- teenagers were about to go on a date and she had a consent app. So like he literally shut up. I'm dead serious. He had to read through it, it but it was all parody. It, it was, was all to joke. make fun of it. It was to make fun yeah. of it. Okay. So it's starting. To, I think they're slowly maybe seeing how ridiculous it's been over the past couple of years. I'm hoping. It is really, though, it's really frustrating to see women really, like these feminists, they want a free pass, basically, to do whatever they want to do, and then they don't want to be held accountable. I mean, it's the right-wing media's fault. They don't have power. The only people in the United States that have power are heterosexual white men. Mm-hmm. So Katie Hill, well, even though, even though, even though, right, even though she is an elected member of Congress mm-hmm. and can vote on laws and is part of the government, she does not really have power. So if you don't have power, you cannot, I think I'm getting the intersectionality thing, right? <laughs> if you don't have power, you cannot abuse somebody else. 
If you don't have mm. power, you cannot be racist. Mm. Mm. So that, that that's why, like the U.S. congressperson, have power? Mm. Like, no, sure. because she's she's no. a female. She doesn't. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how that works out. Uh, moving on to speaking of sexuality and all of that, um, Apple. Thank goodness. This is I can't believe Apple is doing God's work here. Apple has <laughs> expanded its emoji offerings to include non-binary versions of nearly every human emoji, including non-binary couple pairings. Uh, yay. And um, Pat, you see these these non-binary, uh, mm-hmm. I guess some of mm-hmm. them are, are non-binary uh, options here. Uh, I, what does that mean? They just have no hair? They have, they have short hair. Is that what it is? They, yeah, they are. So, like, look at the one in the middle with the the gray jacket on. It's just very non-binary, right? Like, you can't really tell. Looks like a woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that actually looks a, like a woman. Either way. Yeah, you can't really tell if it's a guy yeah. or a girl. There's no like really super feminine or super masculine features. They're just kind of there, I guess. Which I, for one, am really glad that they're tackling the big issues yes. happening today in society. Finally. I'm really glad. I, I I want to find out who the trans community's PR person is because <laughs> whoever kidding. it is, they've taken this group from something, a group of people that nobody really talked about. Well, I mean, we knew they existed, but I we didn't realize they were so downtrodden and made them more important than even Everyone. lesbians and gays. Yep. How did that happen? Yep. They lesbians, are at the tippy top of the totem pole now. Lesbians and gays and women. And they women. Just tossed aside women. And for that matter, children. <laughs> yes. We see this drag queen story hour at yeah. uh, libraries all over the place. That PR person, when I stand in judgment, Man. I want Jesus on my right side and that person yes. on my left. Right. <laughs> You're getting yes. in, Jason, no matter what. I can't We're lose. In. <laughs> I'm just telling you, as a guy that does some marketing, I'm a little bit upset that they didn't get like a Lego exclusive on this. Like they didn't do like a Lego content marketing type thing. Because basically all they've done is put like Lego faces. Yeah. Like, like, like from the for little Lego people and they've made them into emojis. Well, it, you know, if you want a great <laughs> example of the uh, intersectionality Olympics, there was a, t- a tweet that I saw when I was reading the story that I found humorous. This person is mm. really actually not happy with the... I assume that they're trans, but they're trans activists uh, with non-binary emojis. They said, I feel very critical of this because I feel like it reinforces the idea that non-binary people should have a particular look. Like, how do you determine that these emojis are now are how gender neutrality should even be represented or that these emojis even represent most non-binary people? (laughs) <laughs> so no matter what you do, up. you cannot win. You can't you win, can't which is win. why, Apple, don't even right. go there. you got to know it's a trap. <laughs> oh, God. And we're talking about me. 0.7% of the population. That's what I don't get. They run the country now, though. They run the country. That's what I don't get. And that's so I did a, a video, which you can find at Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube. Go subscribe. Um, I did a video on that that young boy. Um, whose mother was trying to, you know, have sole oh, custodianship and right. do all these things possibly later on down the road. And I have, I guess it was distributed in the trans community because I'm just receiving so much backlash from so many trans supporters who are all just like, why can't you just accept them the way they are? If they, if the child says that they want, that they feel differently, you should just do, and I'm like, no. where are all you guys coming from? Yeah. That, like, who knew that, Almost everyone in the world now is like a trans activist. 
There's like three of them. That, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's not that many of them. How are all these people coming out of the woodwork? How and are telling they ruling you that, the rest of us? Yes, and telling you that you're the bigoted one. Right. It's incredible to me. Um, keep sending me hate mail. I don't care. Um, yesterday's uh, poll. If Trump gets impeached in the House, will it help him or hurt him in 2020? 91% of you said help. Just 9% of you said hurt if you're a person who can't do math there. Um, that's interesting. I mean, I tend to agree with that. Pat, you weren't here. Do you agree? Uh, that he'll be helped by impeachment? That, that if he I, gets impeached in the House, yeah. that it'll help him in 2020. Uh, I don't think it necessarily helps. But okay. I, it, I don't think it hurts him either with his base because they understand the motivation here. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who it would help with. Would independents think that's... Uh, I, I don't think it helps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, certainly I think the I think the feeling uh, would be the sentiment would be that if you're going to impeach him over something that there's no evidence that he did wrong. Right. You're just kind of doubling down on the same rhetoric that got him elected. But are Democrats going to care about that? I don't know. Uh, Independ- so. Independence might. Maybe. Rob, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Jason, it, you were here, so I'm skipping. Okay. <laughs> I think I think it, it, it helps him. I mean, today, Washington Post poll came out said that something like 52% of people think that the Democrats are just doing this for political purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that... Which some of them know. might... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they might still vote they, they, for they, the they Democrats. They might vote because they did. Right, right. Yeah. but I, I, I really think that people really don't care about it. They see it for what it is. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't think... I'm ambivalent about it, but I think at the end... I mean, it helped Bill Clinton, right? His, his poll numbers right, went crazy. Right. After it happens, so. and there was actually, you know, evidence that he had done a little <laughs> bit wrong. Katie Hill, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, today's poll: Who will be the next 2020 Democrat to drop out? Oh, here are your options. Are you ready, Pat? I am. Kamala Harris, Cory yeah. Booker, Robert Francis, or Julian Castro. Okay, so among Oof. somewhat Just, significant candidates, yeah, uh, prob- I think no, not Kamala. Kamala, probably Julian. Okay. That's a good one. Because he just said he needed $800,000 by the end of October. I don't know that he got it. Or he'd have to he'd have to kind of wrap it up. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Jason? I was going to say the same thing, mostly because I can see so much more in publicity that everyone else can get, you know, yeah. for the future. And I think they've got more, I guess, immediate victories in sight than, uh, than Castro does. Yeah, because didn't Robert Francis even qualified for the next debate, I think, didn't he? Did he really? I'm pretty sure oh, he did. No. I know. I was like, <laughs> this insufferable Jerk again. Ooh, I almost just caught myself there. Um, Kamala did just have to lay off a bunch of staffers, though. Right, and, and move everybody. Everybody got to move from Baltimore to Iowa, and they're upset about leaving Baltimore, which is kind of weird because it's Baltimore. <laughs> they're upset um, about leaving Baltimore? Yeah, they were like, oh, we got to go live in Iowa world, with the rubes. Um, she, she's obviously trying a, an Iowa strategy and, and throwing it all in, but I think that she's the next one to drop out because I don't think that she... I mean, she's not even raising money from the rich people in California mm-hmm. that she's been elected in. So mm-hmm. I, I think that she is the... Uh, I think it's her. And, and the Democrats are once again going to, you know, elect an old septuagenarian white, white person. Male. Um, yeah, maybe female. Oh, God, please no. Um, I will say I'm still waiting for uh, calls for Cory Booker to step down. Talking about the trans community and how rabid they are. You know, his girlfriend w- was just accused of misgendering a trans worker in her house. Did you guys hear this story? Because so his no. girlfriend is Rosario Dawson. What? And yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but didn't you just lose respect for her? 
Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> so, so apparently, so the story is really quickly before you go. So the story is that they had a worker working for them in their house that was, I think it was a female, biological female. So hard. I keep saying we need a freaking flow chart for this. Mm-hmm. A biological female who transitioned to male and then wanted to be referred to as a new name. And they kept calling her by her old name. And she actually, yeah. And she filed a lawsuit and said they were abusive and they misgendered me. They misnamed me, which, as we know from the trans community, is violence. (laughs) Mispronouncing a trans person's name is violence. We heard that at the Equality Town Hall for the Democrats. Um, And so she is involved in this lawsuit. And I'm like, why are the trans activists not calling for Cory Booker to to disassociate himself from his girlfriend. Amazing you can have a lawsuit about that in this day and age. And, yeah. and, and, and this, they don't even have to do, if they ever do something like the Equality Act, they wouldn't have to have a lawsuit. It'll just be like, oh, that's what they did. There's the evidence. Okay. You're, You're going guilty. to jail. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. All right, well, let us know who you think the next 2020, <laughs> hey, Democrat <laughs> will be to drop out. Uh, you can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We'll see you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.